0: (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the fan freaks podcast episode 104 you're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies games comics and any media in between this is james dr rude ramos md and i am joined by
1: Oh, i'm so sorry give me a moment fuck man that's all hard (laughs) i don't know any other way It is Adrian, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandos co host Uh, wait.
0: Thank you for stopping by. (laughs) Today's show is going to be an episode about... We're doing a question of the week. What makes a good James Bond? (laughs) But... Uh, so make sure you join us after the break for that. But before then,
1: let's get into our recents. Adrian, what do you got? Mm-hmm. Oh, God! Right, okay. Like, can you just not with the ball game? Like, We'll save it for after. Also, uh, George isn't with us because uh, uh, he had a surprise that that took him away. Uh, he had some Tonight bones to pick up.
0: is the night. It's a beautiful night.
1: For lovers. Uh, anyway, somebody's gonna get laid tonight. That's right. The bones getting the bone. <laughs> bones, bones. That's right. So my recent, uh, it it was my birthday on the. It was. Uh, so I treated myself. As you do. I let him out of the cave. <laughs> right, right, and I treat myself every night, sometimes twice. <laughs> uh, so I bought, and guess what I brought. Also, so we... To the cave. Long Halloween Part 1 and 2. Nice. Because they finally came out. Uh Unfortunately, they didn't come out as a double feature. Can you believe that yeah, shit? Yeah, that sucks. So, like, at Target, they were conveniently right next to each other. So. Uh-huh. But fuck, man. Make it a double feature when you fucking come out with a second yeah, one. Yeah, Part 2, for sure. Uh, I also bought uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, I saw all three with my parents. I saw it with my mom... Long Halloween, because I told her it's a murder mystery. And she loves her true crime shit. Okay. And with Dad, I told him it's a Tarantino movie. And he's like, oh, I'm in. Long Halloween? No, uh, Once Upon a Time in Halloween. (laughs) Which he loved. Uh, They both loved it. Uh, My mom, the whole time, was like, it has to be this guy that's the killer. The holiday killer is this guy. I can't believe it was that guy. She loved it. She loved the art, everything. Um... Mind you, I think Long Halloween is probably the best DC animation I've seen. I want to say since uh, Death of Superman that they redid. Uh, I don't know if you remember the the with the new Fifty Two yeah, one, yeah, yeah, and where they had to kind of like reset their universe. And I also we both watched and really loved Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, that was good. with our boy Martian fucking That's man right. on no, it. That was really good. Um. But this dude, real fucking good. One problem you especially are gonna have with it the cars are computer animated, everything else uh, is drawn. It and it, you could heavy see that shit, yeah. my guy. Uh,
0: I mean, with, I get it because just for the record, cars are drawing a bitch.
1: cars are a, is a bitch in and a, a in movement, yeah, man, yeah. Um, also Jensen. Our boy Jensen was a he's good bat- Batman. Right? Man. Yeah. he was a good Batman.
0: He was a good Jason Todd. It stands the yeah. The reason
1: he got he's got the gravelly voice. Uh-huh. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, if you haven't seen it by now, I think it's really good. I don't know if it's Quentin's best work. My favorite no. My favorite Tarantino film personally is um, Inglorious Bastards, followed by Hateful Eight. I just think it's interesting. I'm I'm. Yes, it's not a like a worldwide favorite pick. It's just something I really enjoy.
0: Your number one is my number two,
1: Inglorious. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, number we we both like Nazi killing. Yes, at least that. Indeed. Uh, of War Dogs is my favorite, and that was his first first film.
0: I love that, it. That's
1: that's the thing see, that trips me out. I
0: think the reason I like it so much is because it's still Quarantino. Quar- t- Quarantino. Quarantino. No, 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 that's his name now. <laughs> Covid has affected me. <laughs> it's Quarantino <laughs> uh, It's still Tarantino, but it's
1: simple. It's very like not only that the characters carry it. Yeah, for sure. After that, uh, he kind of gets up his own ass. Uh, Tarantino 100%. with the location, yeah. the the um, oh let's let's fucking do pro- production. Let's go up the ass because you see this here in Hollywood. Yeah, the production budget is huge. Like he redid entire streets, my guy, and that's that's not cheap. Um, so I saw also a documentary that you said, and I quote in a group chat: "Who asked for this?" I saw the Val Kilmer documentary (laughs) that he did. (laughs) It is absolutely heartbreak breaking gut wrenchingly emotional but also strangely uplifting oh. Be- because val through this and he touches everything he touches on all of his, most of his films he he touched on obviously batman and stuff like that he touched on why he left and what happened and he also touched about this idea that he's difficult to work with right um but it goes through his story and it goes through his relationship with his ex-wife and his two kids and the whole thing with the the cancer affecting him i don't know man like it fucked me up i do not recommend it for everyone like this shit is hard to watch but the reason why it's uplifting is because he's still upbeat you know And that is that speaks to me because this motherfucker's been through the ringer. He can't do what he wants to do. Right. He loves acting, and he wants to act. And his last thing was being Mark Twain, and he wrote a one-man play to be Mark Twain, and he was doing that, and he wanted to make that a movie, and eventually that shit went to to shit. Yeah. And now what he's doing is just being a, a massive artist, and he's doing, obviously, the convention circus, you know, you use the word conventions, so that's something most actors are forced to do. I don't, I don't want to use the word force, but it's an ancillary income; it's yeah. another income. And he's more mournful of that. Uh, and lastly, this is to not be ending my recents on such a down note, but I saw scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, okay. Um, did you see it? I did. Okay, I, okay. I'm gonna assume you saw the show because you've seen most more of these shows I than I have. Book. You've okay. It's a book. I thought it was also a show. I don't think so. Okay, think this is the first
0: like lot like adaptation of it that I can remember. Anyway, but Scary Psst. Stories in the Dark was definitely a book, uh, and what caught my it, eye in the it's book it's a
1: it's a goosebumps kind of story, ain't it? Because I got like it's really kid ish the 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 movie. I felt. So that's my
0: problem with the movie: is the book is a little less kid friendly, safety bumpery.
1: Yeah, this you look. I'm not. I don't want unnecessary gore. No, in a horror film, you know, if I wanted that, I'll watch a fucking Saw movie. I'll watch one of these torture porns. But I did anticipate something a little scarier. I I I I'm usually a big bitch when it comes to horror movies. I'm screaming all the time in the okay. conjuring. But this was uh I thought it was well made. I don't necessarily think I'll ever watch it again. I think it's it's uh I'll I'll be honest. I oh I forgot. Val is easily uh nine out of ten. Um Long Halloween part one and two together ten out of ten. I fucking loved it. And um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's an eight for me. Okay. But this, six. Like, I, I watched it. I'm glad I watched it. I, didn't, I don't regret the time I wasted, if that makes sense. Sure. But other than that, you know, okay. So I will admit, part of my perception
0: might be a little tainted here, and there's a reason. Uh, what drew me to Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Like, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, for me, creepy little kid. Uh, it had a lot of cover value because the art on those books is dark. It's fucking creepy. It's a it is a kids book. This is sold as a children's book, but Stephen Gamel, the artist for the for the all the all the scare for the scary stories still in the dark books, he has it's all of his drawings are all black and white, mm. and they're just viscerally like. Scary. And so I think that might paint a darker picture of the stories for me, is because they're accompanied by this very intense art. And when the live-action version of this did not have that visceral visual to accompany it, it became a huge letdown for me. So for me, I, I, I do thoroughly uh, disliked. The scary stories of the dark mode.
1: Also, the ending is is such sequel bait. Yeah, because the girl goes, "Oh, I'm gonna find my two friends that are still missing," and it's like, I'm, i It's better when I think they're dead. <laughs> yeah, and I and their ending is very ambiguous. You don't really have a concrete solution. Oh, that is yeah.
0: So I'm showing Adri- I'm showing Adrian some of uh Steven Gamel's images from Scariest Stories on the Dark.
1: That is uh It's really like
0: surrealistic and like visceral. Yeah. Very like like that's we like that like for me it's like wait, a kid's move a kid's book has art like this? Let so me you got this at like the fucking scholastic book fair. Oh yeah.
1: Everybody was getting Clifford and you were, you oh, were yeah, the one yeah, yeah. getting this shit. This
0: banicula and every goosebumps I could get for sure. <laughs> That was my life. Um, But yeah, so for me, it was a disappointment. Are there any more reasons?
1: Uh, I mean, the usual fucking Hunt Showdown and and Wolfenstein Youngblood we've been playing. That's about it. Nazi killing. As long as we get to kill Nazis, it's a good day. Bro, that quad damage. It's good shit. Should we, leading into you, should we go into Youngblood really quick? Sure. So Youngblood has an interesting mechanic where it has a pep system. We didn't read. You can encourage your sisters so thoroughly that you can actually boost their abilities in combat. <laughs> Absolutely. And since I have the deluxe edition, you have the standard. I have one that that the game just gives you yeah. because you have the deluxe edition. Because well, it, uh, you get you start
0: with one, right? And then you unlock currency in the game called silver coins, which are used for a variety of things, from upgrading your guns to skins to
1: just fucking. Right, but these abilities. But we didn't even read the shit. No. We thought it was emotes. Right. For the same standard, like, oh, it's just gonna boost our our armor. Fuck that. Now we read each emote attaches to a specific thing. Ability, yeah. So now my ability is for both of us to get max armor, permanent, not awesome. not like an overcharge of armor, and it's got a pretty low cooldown too. Yes, which is both nice. of ours now. Yeah. And we're investing in lowering oh. that cooldown oh, yeah. as much as possible. Cause James has become the MVP right now. Because the game has a level thing oh, yeah. where the enemies are leveled. I guess because it's an online shooter, it wants you to 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 do Grind things. A bit. Yeah. It wants to be grindy. Don't be grindy, please. <laughs> Games. Don't be grindy. And we were dealing with fucking huge metal gears almost. Uh huh. They were like mortar strikes and shit. And then all of a sudden, fucking James and I, we were getting our shit pushed in. And you found quad damage for four seconds. Yes, sir. Which is the symmetry is great. Uh-huh. Quad for four. Yeah. But holy fuck did that come in clutch. Oh, yeah. Well, so, so here's the
0: thing. I am. Uh, I, this is true for like any game that has like enemy levels like that. I will consistently push the boundaries of like no, you shouldn't fight this enemy.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Like, I, like you don't understand. Oh, so New Vegas, you went to the Casadores. Oh, that's easy. No, no, no,
0: motherfucker. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay. The the uh, the the Egyptian, Egyptian one. Egyptian one. Yeah. Okay. There's generals, and these generals are leveled mm. with the intention of you're supposed to fight them throughout the game. From the get, I tried to kill all the generals. It literally took me... This was... It took me two hours to successfully kill one of the generals where I realized, okay, I need to stop here. That's not counting all the times that he killed me before that. Right. I'm talking about the time that I succeeded, it took me two hours. So that was like a day. Because it was literally the only way to beat him was to dodge his attacks... And then poke him for basically one HP. (laughs) So just chipping away. Uh Uh-huh. I literally, for two hours, just... Until his HP is gone. Puppy Rude. No. Ah, Puppy Rude. Yes. All right. But yeah, the game is a lot of fun. And that little ability there where, you know, I just love the concept of you're so encouraging to your sibling... Which, the, they're you, great.
1: Oh, no, they are. If you haven't heard the previous episodes, please, yes, Youngblood is just endearing. There's these really cute little
0: elevator scenes where it's like a loading screen in an elevator and you get to see like them teasing each other. Yeah. Mocking each other and copying each other. I'm not touching you, all that kind of shit. It's really cute because it's juxtaposed <laughs> to them
1: brutalizing... Not only that, they're cheering each other on about killing the oh, Nazis. Yeah, absolutely, like, oh, let's kill some more Nazis assholes, or keep kicking ass. Mm-hmm. So for Jess, and it's just, it's great. Yeah, I love the. I, I I do. I love
0: the way they present their their relationship. It's well done. It feels organic. They feel real, which I enjoy. Right. It doesn't feel like. Like it feels like oh I, I it's like, not forced yeah exactly this feels like real siblings and I like that I like that a lot
1: and seeing as I'm an only child but you have a sibling I do I you have, have two f- siblings yeah you, you actually have more well I have really I have two siblings by blood right and this is this hits home oh yeah <laughs> for you for sure absolutely hundred percent it's great um love but, it I'm here for it it's been a lot of fun but what what are your other recent sir uh also
0: hunt. Still playing Minecraft with Cheyenne. Uh, Fuck that game. Fuck it hard.
1: Oh, just fuck Minecraft. Just
0: fuck Minecraft as a whole. Oh my god. Okay. So Cheyenne and I, uh, we had like what was supposed to be a temporary base. But while you're prepping the temporary base, you have to like accumulate materials and shit. Uh, And then we found the spot that we wanted to move to permanently. Unfortunately, it's like 10,000 blocks away fuck yeah uh so getting all of our animals and everything over there is quite a journey however in minecraft there's this place called the nether it's basically hell Okay. okay so you can build a portal to the nether thing is distance in the nether is exponential compared to distance in the overworld so it's longer in the nether. The other way around. Oh, okay. The sh- a shorter distance in the nether. So you, will you, get you a short will get you a longer distance in the overworld. So nether is kind of like a f- almost fast travel. Basically, so what we had to do then was we made a portal from our old base, a portal to our new base, and then we had to make a path through the nether, to make uh, to uh, to connect the two. But there's demons and shit, right? Uh huh. So the trade-off was basically okay. Do we really want to struggle with getting all of these animals across 10,000 blocks? Or do you want to struggle dealing with demons while we construct this bridge through the nether to get from point A to point B? We went with the latter. And yes, moving the animals was way easier. But that whole shit was a nightmare. And also, <laughs> so we're playing on realms. Which okay. is where neither of us hosts the server. We've paid $10 for Mojang to host the server for three months. Okay, that's a, that's a good price. It's cool, oh, yeah, I don't, I, I, this, but I wish it worked better. Because several times, we've done something, and it's disconnected us because I guess we desynced from the server. Mm. And when we load back into the game, it rolled us back to a backup before we did all this progress. And that's really and it's done it several times during this move, and that's been really fucking frustrating.
1: Well, uh I I don't think I'm ever interested in Minecraft, that's unfortunately. Fair. It doesn't seem like my type of game, says the guy that plays yeah. 76 <laughs> quite a bit. But, you know, um it's. It sounds like a bitch. That whole situation. But you. You did make the new. The new permanent base. We, we, we've. we
0: gotten everything over there. We haven't started building yet, but everything is there.
1: Oh, so here's another problem. Oh, le-
0: leave it to Cheyenne. They're gonna make that oh, base. Oh, I know. So, but here's where Cheyenne and I differ greatly. Is uh, it turns out it doesn't matter if the animals are virtual. As soon as I have an animal, it's 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 mine, and I'm attached to it. Oh okay. cuz Cheyenne was very much like no we'll just leave all these cats and dogs and wolves and uh spiders s- well actually we lost the spider. Oh I'm sorry. Uh it's it, it happens. It, it's it's a monster mob. They're kind of hard to keep. But uh and the horses and the cows and all that we'll just leave it here. We'll get new ones over there. And I'm like no. Th- these are ours. We need to bring them. <laughs> You are very so much like, Noah. You uh, are very uh-huh. Noah. Oh, yeah. This, this was definitely an arc situation <laughs> because uh, Cheyenne was like, okay, we're not bringing all the cows. You bring two. So, all right, fine. <laughs> so we brought two cows, two pigs, no chickens because we have chicken eggs so we can just hatch those. Okay. Uh, and then we brought all of our horses, all of our dogs, all of our cats. But now you got to find a new spider. Uh, I got to find a new spider. Yep. But that's uh- all right. Uh, what other recents have you... Yeah, so we actually just watched episode 2 of What If. Yeah, but you've watched both episodes. Mischievous and I watched uh, watched episode 1 also. Yeah. Uh, I, so anyone who's had any kind of a comic book conversation with me knows I love like Elseworlds, alternate reality shit. This is delivering. It's tickling that for me. Uh, episode 2, What If T'Challa Became Star-Lord... That was it. Was good. It was, and good. of course, it goes without saying. Recipes Chadwick Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, this is his last performance as T'Challa. And it's I th- interesting that this is the last one, but you know that's how it goes sometimes.
1: And, uh, and they really nailed it with the uh, with I want to say that that ending. Oh yeah, they really nailed that that you know Marvel very congratulatory and very thank you for everything yeah. you've done.
0: Yeah, agreed. I, I like yeah the little commemoration there at the end was great. Uh, episode 1, however, blew me away. I loved What If Captain Carter Were the First Avenger. Okay. Uh, Truly blew me away. A, seeing Haley Atwell, even if it's just her lending her voice. Uh, but, but her likeness, too. Oh, yeah, her likeness, too. I just... Like, there's rumors that this might come to the live action, and I don't know how they're going to do that. Multiverse of Madness. I know. I mean... They're going to have to do like the opposite of what they did with Chris Evans. All tone shit down. No. Well, yeah, because, the, well, the other way around, because for him, they made him skinny and then he was just himself for Captain America. Right. But in this, like she's herself in the movie, but when she goes through the super, super soldiers process, she bulks up,
1: which by the way,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, she bulks we up. We don't king shame on the Fan Freaks podcast. No.
0: Um anyway, I'm I'm lost in i I'm lost in back muscles here. Uh she bulks up and so I'm wondering like if they do that live action, are they gonna have to like mark ruffalo her where they like CG her into a bigger body? But regardless, it's a lot of fun. Uh a maybe lo- maybe she hulks like a test run for that. Interesting. Could be. Jen Walters has to be Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah, bigger than any woman I think could really be. Right. It also depends on which version of She-Hulk they go with, because classic She-Hulk is a little more spelt and athletic. Yeah, whereas she... the current She-Hulk is more Hulk rate, like Hulk. She's
1: very American gladiators. Current Hulk? No, no, no. Or no, cur- no. In uh, original? Oh yeah. Like that's the image that comes to mind. Like she would absolutely. Saber as fuck. Yeah, she would absolutely compete. Oh, fuck. The last time I saw She-Hulk in a comic was fucking her own book. And the art was pretty fucking bad. I just bought it to support our girl. Mm. Because I'll be goddamn. We need more uh, femme solo books. Agreed. 100%. But, um... Speaking of which, did you fucking hear? Um, There's a book about an Elseworlds of the Justice League. Where, not to spoil it or anything, but the Justice League broke up. And they Batman. have to reunite. And Superman and Batman are not friends. Right. But it isn't injustice. Okay. And the reason they broke up, it's a very Justice Lords type thing. But they didn't change dramatically. They had a war with Darkseid, of course. But to blow up the planet or to stop Darkseid apocalypse attacking Earth... Martian Manhunter sacrificed himself to stop the generator of the planet. Right. And Clark said, no, I'll do it. But Darkseid was fighting him. And Batman said there was nobody else that could do it. So that's why Batman and Superman have that schism. Because Clark blames Bruce for, for letting Martian die. For letting John die. Which I think is really good. I think that's an interesting dynamic. Interesting. Because our favorite thing was that Justice League episode where Flash was the heart of the League. And when he died, the League changed into fucking Justice Lords, right. Universe 3, you know, the Injustice League, yeah. whatever. No, the Injustice League of the Villains. Whatever. Fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, talking about, again, going back to the whole uh, She-Hulk and Captain Carter and what if. I saw the second episode... Uh, I think it's fun. I think it's uh, entertaining. I personally am not blown away by it. Sure. Um, I think the writing's a little. That's that's one of the things I liked more about the first episode. The first episode
0: took itself a little more seriously when it like it it, it, it was more interested in st- telling a story. Yeah. This second episode was like let's be James Gunn as. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was very cheeky. It was very cutesy. It was very like ah look it's funny. The first one took
1: itself I would say a lot more seriously. And I mean, you are telling me that, so I guess I have to watch the first one. And Please. and I'm I'm a shill for Haley Atwell, so I'm I'm here for that. I'll support the girl. Um, so yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll I'll try the first one. And if I like it, then yeah, I'll keep watching. If I don't, that's oh fair. well, that's not it's not my cup of tea. Yeah,
0: like uh, I said, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm it. it What if
1: Adrian watched it? That's that's (laughs) the.
0: What if Adrian watched What If? And I was talking to you, I I mentioned this in the thing. uh, The voiceover, the narrator is the Watcher, who is voiced by Jeffrey Wright. And he says the word reality a lot, which instantly gives me like Westworld vibes. Just cause the, he's That's just his are, line Are you sure of the nature of your have reality Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality So I keep like hearing him say it And instantly like Oh shit that's Jeffrey Wright Like I can't hear the Watcher I hear Jeff I
1: hear Bernard Not gonna lie Uh I am very excited For his take of Gordon Yeah I like him uh, as Jeffrey Wright's a good fucking actor He's a really good actor And Honestly The best parts of Westworld Oh no For sure Um no. Yes, I love Evan Rachel. I yes. fucking love that woman, and and but Jeffrey Wright really brings a good dramatic, absolutely heavy emotional piece. No, no, no. He's he's
0: he's, uh, he's got, he is the math. He he. Well, wow, I can't speak English. Gravitas. He can, He he knows how to leverage gravitas when he needs to. Right. And it's great. He's he's done that his whole career. He's been consistently good. Anytime he's in something, it's probably going to be good. He's awesome. Um but yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Kind of a slim reasons. I, there is one thing I'd like to amend. I did say, I think, two episodes ago, that I had finished B Stars. Turned I was wrong. I had an episode left because I oh, forgot that I hadn't okay. seen the finale. And boy do I wish I hadn't seen the finale.
1: I was it was better the the
0: yeah, like I wish I had just left it where it seemed to be headed, towards where it actually went. It just, it's a weird show. It's super weird. And then the ending of it, like, all the weirdness that it was building up to, like, the weirdness served no purpose. The story went, ended up going nowhere. it I, I hated it. I hated it. Hated the way it ended. Truly did. And this is probably the series finale... So I'm 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 am I'm livid. Uh, other than that, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm still in the middle of my supernatural rewatch. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, that's what season are you by? I'm in season three. Oh,
1: the rider strike season. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Correct. Um, Beyond that, that is it for my recents. Before we get into news. Yes. I have a correction to state. I got messaged by Paul Anthony Yosis, friend Uh-oh. of the show. Did you? He corrected me on the squad, the pod- the, the squad suicide uh-huh. reaction review. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Corto Maltese first appeared in Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. That's which right. Which predates Batman '89 by three oh, years. Yeah, it does. Props to you, Paul Anthony Ulysses.
0: Pop culture critic.
1: <laughs> American culture Not critic. American culture critic, sorry. But still, you know. On, Paul. Thanks, Paul, for telling me that I was wrong. It's, you fool! I, I can't believe I got a l- half right on this Easter egg. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's get right to the news. Do you have news? I have some. Okay. I have a lot of news, so... Okay. You go first then.
0: Uh so we're gonna get our first uh we're gonna get the first appearance of the next person to don the iron armor in the MCU.
1: Oh in uh do you know where and what Black movie?
0: Panther 2
1: oh. is gonna
0: give us our first look at uh Ironheart. Reary! Yeah, Okay, just, fine. Uh, just for those of you who don't know, Riri is the name of the character. Yeah, Riri Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Riri Williams is the name of the character Ironheart, who is a young black girl who
1: honestly masters Tony Stark's tech. You know what's interesting is Tell now me. thinking about it. This this is the second. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. Uh, <laughs> this is the second Bendis created character to grace live action. Well, no, not live action, but Grace the Big Screen. Because Miles oh, yeah. into the Spider-Verse is, is a Bendis-created yep. uh, character. So now Riri Williams. Riri also. Okay. Um, do you know who's who's the actress? Have we, uh, you, I have don't you, know.
0: Her. I, I, I personally haven't seen her in anything. Okay. Her name is Dominique Thorne. Yeah, that, uh, that doesn't come to mind. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, I personally haven't seen her. can't think of anything I've seen her in. Uh, that being said, she absolutely looks the part Oh, okay And so, uh, one of our mutual acquaintances <laughs> uh, Called Garrett Came up with a pretty uh, pretty good idea For how this is going to work out And it makes sense Because we know that in the Black Panther movies They're now creating outreach schools Yeah pres- In, you know Inner in, cities in Inner cities and stuff like that Which presumably will have some access to Wakandan technology Right so it stands to reason that she might be, a, a,
1: given that she's appearing in Black Panther 2, that she might be one of those students. Next thing you know, Shuri's kind of teaching her some tech. And then we got like the new spa- uh, science bros. Exactly. But it's the science sisters. Exactly. S- sisters. Yeah. <laughs> How do you? What's the, I think sisters is fine. Yeah, because bros is so good. <laughs> yes. Sis, sis, sis No, that's, that's close to syphilis. And I'm not saying that.
0: Jesus. <laughs> um. The only other minor thing I want to talk about is we were talking about what if. Um. We mentioned some characters are have not reprised their uh roles.
1: Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um.
0: The episode we just watched, which was "What if T'Challa?" Uh. What if T'Challa became a Star Lord? Featured a lot of people re- uh, reprising their roles. mm mm-hmm. With the exception being. Dave Batista as Drax. Yes, and in a series of tweets, someone said that the reason he wasn't in it was because he was too expensive, and it would be cheaper to re- to cast some nobody. And then he replies with, uh, "Or they didn't even fucking ask me," <laughs> which is damn. <laughs> and
1: then uh, a certain somebody replied to that. It was Gun, right? Yeah, Gun himself. What is it that he said? What? Just, what? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but also, Tom Holland is not reprising his voice, is not doing the voice for Spider Man in the What If series.
1: I don't see why not. Sony. Oh, fuck a duck. The Sony vs. Strikes this is Again. is technically
0: not the MCU in terms of not, it's not a live action movie. Right. So this is fully in Marvel's hands. What if
1: get the the, the guy who did uh, the Spider-Man
0: game? Uh, the Yuri P- Lowenthal. Yeah, get him. Maybe, but no. Uh, I think that the, the, well, they're clearly gonna go for someone who sounds like Tom. Oh, all right. Well, because they they went for someone who sounds like Drax. That's true. But uh, yeah, uh, the the I think it was the producer. Give me one. Yeah, the producer says uh, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not treated to all the in and outs of the relationship with Sony, but I think it may have had something to do with it. Yeah, which means yeah, it was fucking Sony. Uh, <laughs> well, when in doubt, blame Sony. That's right. And on more Spider-Man news, we uh, there's been a lot of like talk about marketing for No Way Home uh, because it was yeah, blim- I
1: talked about it. Uh, what was that news last week? I, I think, think so. it was that I said Feige said
0: no trailer. No trailer, trailer. And out, you love that. I do. But turns out that was a bit of a fib Okay. Turns out there is a trailer Oh And people are going to see it At CinemaCon Which is a week from today Oh fuck Or yeah a week from now uh, But it will not That's the only place it will be shown No fucking way It will not release online It will not be shown at the movie theaters it's There's just gonna, gonna be a be leak
1: shown at cin- You know there's gonna be a leak
0: Yes, I'm there I'm assuming unless they go super tight with security like metal detectors and shit like wanding people down I'm sure there's going to be a leak.
1: I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm just picturing Metal Gear Solid 2 right now. Snake, you have to sneak in and record the trailer. What? Yes, it's a trailer for the new Metal Gear. It's at CinemaCon. Oh god, that doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just picturing literally just Kevin Feige. How long is this speech? It's going to be seven minutes. You have to break through the crowd. Uh, Everyone's saying I'm cosplaying. What am I doing here? (laughs) 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 I have way too much time on my hands. A little bit. Um, Two
0: more things real quick. Um, There was some leaked uh, images of the Moon Knight suit.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw that. But I thought it was fake. It's real?
0: Apparently. No, there's concept art. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah not, not that that we saw. But, but here's the thing. The leaked concept art looks a lot like what we saw in that fake image. So then it's real. Maybe. The point is, they're definitely going for some kind
1: of mummified look. Well, they weren't going to do the fucking white suit from Warren Ellis's run, I think. I mean, I guess. But,
0: like... Do you like it? You're more of a Moon Knight guy than I am. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Uh it looks a little like if like if that still is real, it looks a little weird.
1: Also, we it's a picture, it's yeah, not exactly. in movement.
0: And wow. So that's the concept art. I do like that. I like this. If it ends up looking like this in motion? Right. It's pretty cool. Uh
1: way back when, I think it was 2015. X-Men Apocalypse was coming out, and we all fucking hated the Ivan Ooze Apocalypse. Yes. And he didn't look like that at no. the end. He was way better looking. Yeah, he did look way better. So, still wasn't
0: phenomenal, but... you know, No, the movie not, was
1: shit, yeah. but still, you know... Well, yeah. not, not shit. It just got retconned immediately following the next movie. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, and my last little bit of news is... So I don't know if you know this, but
0: Patton Oswalt has talked about his experience filming Blade tr- uh, Trinity. Right, that Wesley Snipes was an asshole and choked him on set. Yes. Uh, so I'm just going to read a quote from, I believe it's the director. Yeah, it's the director weighs in on the situation, uh, and he says, "Let's just say I have tremendous respect for Wesley as an actor. He used to be a friend. We're not friends anymore. I am friends with Patton, and I worked with Patton since, uh, and I've worked with Patton since." So, I don't think anyone involved in that film had a good experience on that film. Certainly, I didn't. I don't think anybody involved with that film is happy with the results. It was a very tortured production. Whose quote is this? This is the director. I don't oh. remember his name right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, that seems like... Is that Goyer?
1: It that is, is Goyer. Goyer.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, that seems like a very roundabout way of saying, no, yeah, Wesley choked out Patton <laughs> Uh Which, like... I mean, I'm not
1: surprised, but what the fuck, Wesley? I feel really bad for Pat Oswalt. Well, I'm glad that Wesley got some time in jail for not paying taxes then. That's true. <laughs> like, You're right. Yeah. But, like, Pat Oswalt has had, like, some of the
0: worst experiences with some people. Yeah. And, like, oh, uh, like I, I always feel bad. Like, I know it sucks for anybody, but I almost feel like it has to be worse for people with some level of celebrity. To meet someone that they revere or they respect, and have it go poorly for them. The biggest one coming is Kevin Smith and Bruce. Kevin. White. Oh, I was thinking Kevin Smith and Prince. Oh, I was thinking Bruce Willis. Bruce yeah. Willis is another one, also. Where Kevin Smith too, dude? <laughs> Just don't. You can't meet his heroes. Chubby guys, man. We don't get. <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's you know it's it, you hate hearing that, yeah, especially to someone who's clearly such like a,
1: a nice dude as Patton Oswalt. Um, I, I don't think I ever remember anything about Blade Trinity, only, uh, cock-juggling Thundercut. The classic Ryan Reynolds line? Right. Oh! But Blade 2 is probably the best in that trilogy. Uh-huh. After our news, I have another recent. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> the end of your news, That right? is the end of my news. Well, tell us your recent, then, before I go into I minor. saw
0: Free Guy. Oh! I totally okay. forgot. Mischievous and I went to the drive-in and right. saw Free Guy. How was it? I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a, a legitimately fun, like, summer action movie. Uh, it has, like, some cliche shit and some very obvious, like, story points. But it delivers those in really good... Fun and in some cases new ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast is great. Ryan Reynolds always phenomenal. Uh, Taika Waititi plays the villain, quote unquote. Yeah. Oh, he is the villain. He is, but he's the villain in ter- in in the sub in the point that he's like the CEO of uh, like the dick CEO of a video game company. All right. But because uh, really the the end bad guy that Ryan Reynolds fights is himself. <laughs> uh, and it's pretty great uh, he, he He's double cast in this movie And uh, bo- the second role he plays Is Chef's kiss fantastic uh, One chop- out of ten? A solid Seven and a half Alright I put it just below Like of the movies I've seen this summer I put it like just
1: below Suicide Squad Right Which you've seen three the fucking Suicide t- Squad Which you've seen three fucking Correct, times Correct
0: I have seen it three fucking times uh yeah, it's thoroughly enjoyable. I
1: I greatly recommend everyone go see it. Do you feel there's a lot of comparisons to Ready Player One unfairly to it? Unf- um, unfair comparisons to it because that's a lot of things. Honestly, like- I feel it's uh, it's more uh, it's more aptly to compa- well
0: I guess so. It's somewhere between Ready Player One and Wreck It Ralph. Like it's somewhere in the middle there, because well Disney did say they want a sequel. Yes. So- yeah, yeah. Because it's performed pretty well for them. Uh, and, oh, I do love, uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds hand, like, has personally handled a lot of the marketing for this. He has a marketing company now.
1: Oh. Yeah. Which I've seen with his Aviation Gin commercial. Exactly. That's like, that's, that's what's, that's part. Our boy is uh, growing up because he also owns fucking Mint Mobile. Yeah. Which is not a real thing. Mint Mobile? No. No, it is. It's
0: his cell phone company. He owns it. Yeah, but it doesn't actually provide phone service.
1: Yeah, but for fifteen bucks you could get
0: it. Yeah, Um, but anyway, the point is, uh, yeah, he's he's got his own he's got his own marketing team, and like one of the commercials for uh, for the uh, free guy is from the company that brought you Aladdin, Lion King, and Beauty and the Beast twice. (laughs) 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 He said that it took like four months to get Disney to approve that. They were not here for poking fun at themselves, but he's like, no, no, it'll be good for you, I promise. And yeah, it's it's a it's a good it's a good trailer, so they should listen to him uh, because he's also been doing like he did that uh, the uh Deadpool, Deadpool reacts with Korg with Korg, which was great. He's also done some marketing for this movie uh, as dude, the second character he plays in Free Guy. And it's been phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, he's clearly got a handle on, like, likable marketing that people actually pay attention to. So, I think Disney needs to pay attention to that. Uh, and, yes, that is... I'm done with everything now. What do you got for news?
1: Um, <clears throat> so, the Evil Dead video game that we are very hyped for... Yes. ...has been delayed. Of course. Till February 2022... Apparently, they're just ironing out some kinks and, okay. and stuff like that. But, I mean, we still haven't seen a beta. So. Yeah. Um, Always Sunny started their production today on season 15, and they announced it through TikTok. Because um, the guy who plays Mac, I yeah. forget his real I forget name. I name, too. Uh, but he's getting a pretty good TikTok following now. Yeah. Um, Clerks 3 released their first look at the four principal characters. Rosario Dawson has, has not, not, not fucking aged. Yeah. The woman is fucking still. She's timeless. She still looks the same as 2006, my guy. Rob McElhany. All right. I'm
0: so probably mispronouncing that, but yeah, that's
1: Matt. Um Yeah, he's got a pretty decent TikTok.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh this is something for you and I cuz I'm really into this for no reason other than it looks fucking cool. But Nerf has released, yes. or is going to release, for Alien's 35th anniversary, the fucking Pulse Rifle, my uh-huh. god. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, now. But it's a pretty heavy price tag, isn't it? I I did not see a price yet. I, I saw the announcement, and I saw that they were going to do that. I mean, it's for a Nerf gun, it's pretty high. It's
0: $95. Yeah. Which is up there for a Nerf gun. But, you know, in terms of, like, cosplay collectibles, it's not that much, really.
1: And it's very easy, hopefully, to paint oh, yeah. to actually take to a con. Um, now, Dr. Rude and I occasionally, he occasionally plays. I play a little more than him. Fallout 76. Sure. QuakeCon happened. Okay. And Bethesda announced the plans for the future of 76. Oh. They're calling it Fallout Worlds. And it's new content that are coming out. It's going to be a major update on September 8th of this year.
0: Okay, so not very far.
1: We, it's public worlds and custom worlds in which players can decide the rule set however they like. Is this going to be Fallout 1st? Yes. Uh-huh. To have your own custom private worlds, you need to be a Fallout First member. But if you aren't, you can still play on one owned by a friend.
0: Uh-huh. So it's
1: again, a private server. Sure. So we haven't heard of the features and things like that, but they do have upcoming events including one for Halloween. Unfortunately, that's all they have. Great. <laughs> we also had um a new trailer for two new Hunters in Hunt showdown. Oh yeah. And the fucking bow and arrow and the throwable fucking tomahawk.
0: Which I'm assuming is gonna be a throwing knife skin.
1: Right. Because no, that would make sense. Well
0: that's tied to
1: a whole event.
0: There's a whole yes, new event for Hunt. Showdown. Which
1: is Answer the Light. Yeah. And that's coming up. So we got we got we got we're busy. Oh we'll yeah. be busy. We don't need a PS5 just yet.
0: No, um, no, and that and let me tell you, dude, the Hunt trailers are getting better and better with each trailer. Because yes. this one looks cinematic as fuck. Yes, like uh, it makes me wish there was like a Hunt story mode. Yeah, Trials isn't it? Bro. No, Trial. No, I don't. But it wasn't meant to be. Trials is just something for people to do. You know
1: what I would like? I honestly would like probably a comic book series. Might be cool by Boom or Dynamite. Sure. They would absolutely kill this shit.
0: Yeah. Just something, man. Like, because it's clearly, like, these people love writing lore. Yeah. And I feel like they could do more than just hiding little bits of it throughout the level.
1: Uh, The last piece of news I have is something I'm a little surprised you didn't bring up. Maybe you forgot it. Probably. The OnlyFans news that broke today of recording. They're pulling a Tumblr. Where a hey, no
0: more. So wait, we should talk about this in steps because they pu- they pulled the rug out from people. Yes. Because there was an announcement first, and the announcement didn't sound that bad, and then they they doubled back they 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 doubled what? back on it. So just for the record, we've had like sex workers as a guest on the show before. We're very sex positive here at Fan. Yes. Freak. Uh, sex workers are people too, motherfucker. That's right, and like it's a real fucking job. Yeah. So don't fuck with people's livelihoods. Just don't. So, OnlyFans is coming out with a new platform, OFTV, which is not which is going to be a more accessible brand for OnlyFans. It's not going to have any nudity on it. It's not going to have any sex anything like that. That's supposed to be separate. A whole separate thing. It's an well, cuz the whole point like you can't download the OnlyFans app from like the 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 app stores. Google Play or the Apple or the uh or the uh, App Store App Store, Store app. Thank you. Um, because it's it's a porn it's a porn app basically, so they want to create something a little more broad appeal that you could get on easily through the App Store. So that's what I, uh OFTV was going to be, but they specifically said, don't worry, this isn't going to impact the main OnlyFans you know brand and user base, but then. <laughs>
1: Yeah, apparently that that's completely separate. Uh, I don't believe we have a firm date, but it's looking like September. Yeah. Where they're just going to cut no nudity, no nothing like no, that available. No, no, no.
0: So far, it seems like the, specifically their wording so far is no pornographic videos. So nudity, I think, is still going to be allowed. Right. But so I think it's going to base it like they're trying to switch it to like a light like... They're trying to take away the hardcore and stick everything, and leave everything softcore.
1: Now, out of the both of us here, I am a poor porn connoisseur. Absolutely. The Hub has been very accessible to creators. There's a tip system. Sure. There's ways to sell videos, full-length videos if sure. you wanted to. I don't know... What this is going to do for those that are on OnlyFans. Because OnlyFans was more direct. It was more personable. And there was a lot of like customer interface.
0: Well, not just that. The Hub also has a black mar with sex workers as a whole. Simply because of... Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. Well, because of how lax they are. Enforcing copyright uh, strikes. So Mm. basically like Pornhub is a pirating website at the end of the day. Because a lot of the content that these people, uh, that these creators have behind paywalls is readily uploaded on Pornhub for free.
1: Yeah. I I would
0: imagine so, like, with Brazzers and Vivid, these big companies, yeah. And Pornhub just simply doesn't do anything about it. They are very lax. So because of that, like, content, that's why OnlyFans was such a big thing. Because OnlyFans, they had absolute control over where
1: their content was going. I support some sex workers and most of them would have like a watermark on yeah. the video and the content that, that they would provide. Exactly. Um,
0: so, but yeah. So, that's why, you know, people rush to OnlyFans versus Pornhub is because of that mar. So, I don't think only uh, Pornhub is going to be where the the, the flood and uh, overflows into.
1: I would really hope that the creators make their own there already
0: are other platforms they're just not as big as only fans there's just for fans there's there's a, many vids many vids there's a few platforms already these platforms just now need to like they like they need to be working like late shifts right now to make sure that they are good that they
1: are ready for this influx that's gonna happen and i imagine so not only that um I really do believe that OnlyFans fuck themselves no. over here. Well, they, they,
0: Yes, they have. I, I think they have fucked themselves, but it's a straight betrayal. Like, yeah. OnlyFans is literally nothing without its content creators. So it literally let these people who do bust their ass, figuratively and metaphorically... And literally. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, I said figuratively and metaphorically? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> figuratively and metaphorically and literally... Uh, but they literally, these creators busted their ass for this platform, which got $2 billion in revenue last year. $2 billion was transacted through OnlyFans last year. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. It is. And that's all on the backs of these men and women. And then OnlyFans, so the OnlyFans like, like built them up and then said, okay, we're here now. Fuck you guys. And it's slipping the rug out from
1: under I'm 100% gun. sure it's going to end up like fun. Tumblr.
0: And I hope it does. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I hope... Uh, if they
1: stick to their guns on this, I hope it burns. Because this is shitty. Um, and of course, I think that that ends it for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break and then come back with our... What makes a good Bond? There you go. And speaking of Bond... Let me get out of this bondage, for fuck's sakes. No. We'll see you in a minute, freaks. Are you going to hit me in the balls again? We'll see. Uh. (laughs)
0: Hello, everyone. This is Bone King. and You're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast, hosted proudly on the Fan Freaks Facebook group. That's
1: F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. So,
0: you have fallen into my trap, Mr. Dude. Yeah,
1: man. I'm just here for my rug, bro.
0: Ah. Also, it's the dude yes the dude but you see mr dude the carpet is only one part of my plan rug sorry
1: (laughs) it's a rug not a carpet it's different i see well what do you expect me to do man like i can i got a bowl later i can make you a white russian no mr dude i expect you to die well it's the dude All right, freaks. <laughs>
0: Today's episode is He's a
1: not qu- the only one that can be pedantic.
0: <laughs> Today's episode is a question of the week. What makes a good Bond?
1: For those that don't know, because mm-hmm. we don't talk about Bond nearly enough no. on this fucking podcast. For how, much,
0: for how big you and I like Bond, we haven't well, really... Well,
1: here's the thing, though. I think you're a skosh more of a fan of Bond than hey. I am because you've read the Ian Fleming books. Yes. Um. Also, uh, you've you and I have different opinions on Bond itself sure. and the character, and we have different attachments to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think your granddad showed you Bond, right? Correct. And mine was my bio dad, and I was always convinced because he was always in a suit, and it was always Italian suits. I always convinced myself as a as a young boy. Oh, my dad's kind of like James Bond, man. He's, he looks nothing like him. <laughs> he's, yeah. very, he's very Italian. Huge fucking nose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Spectre was the last Bond, right? I thought it was Skyfall. No, it is Spectre, Spectre. because of yeah. Uh, Emil.
0: Yeah. So Spectre was the 24th film in the Bond franchise if soon, you want to do a Talking Tears... Jesus. <laughs> with a soon-to-be-released 25th installment with no, our, with our no boy No Time Dan. to
1: Kill or No Time to Die. No, no Time... The, the newest Danny it's no Craig one. No Time to Something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's coming out in November. And this is something that... James no Time had, to Die. James and I had cooking in the oven, so to speak. And also, we want to take advantage. George doesn't really Give care that much about fucking James Bond. No. Um so I think I should ask you first, yes. and and then we'll we'll go here with me. I want to ask you, for you, yes, I want to first ask what makes a good James Bond okay. and then what makes a good James Bond film. Because those two things sure. are different. They, they are. don't necessarily need to correlate. Agreed. So what for you makes a good James Bond? We've had plenty of actors. So here's the conundrum of the
0: question. Is I don't like one particular thing, right all of the, them all of them kind of like if you can mesh them together, well in right? the, well, no, but see, that's just it. I like having these separate actors with these separate because I've talked about the bond pattern in the past, where if you ignore George uh, Lazenby like everyone should. <laughs> <laughs> rest in
1: peace dude I'm sorry
0: sure. I'm just saying his like his his uh, one movie as Bond is one movie and often the worst received among them right
1: Her Majesty's uh, Secret Service. exactly
0: uh, but so if you ignore that it, Bond has had a pattern of rough and tumble smooth talking rough and tumble smooth talking rough and tumble so on and so forth right and I like that pattern because it's, it's, it, it refreshes the character every so often. Now, um, that being said, I tend to lean more towards the rough and tumble bonds. I like those more. They appeal to me in that I like the idea of him being possibly the worst spy in the world. <laughs> Where he just fucks up. Where and- he just like, for a spy, he's real loud and everyone knows his name. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Okay,
0: no, I see where you're going. And we know for a fact that James Bond is his name. Yes. Like, that's not a cover name. No, it Sky is not. a
1: 100% showed us on the family tombstone says Bond. So then that means the only thing about him that's would be 007, right? The, the code exactly. name that... <clears throat> that that's kind of interchangeable. But yeah. So... For you, the rough and tumble. Let's let's kind of go down the character list without sure. Lazenby. Yeah, who's rough and tumble? Start with Connery. Connery.
0: Then it's not Moore. Uh, no, Moore. What? Moore is like uh, I, I. I. You and I will disagree here, but for me, Moore is the gold standard of like smooth, talk. charismatic, smooth-talking Bond. Okay. Um. But because but Moore was also the campier Bond too. That's yeah. where a lot of campiness. Fucking Moonraker, bro. yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so you had, uh, so you had uh, Connery more. Then we had uh, Dalton, and which he, I think Dalton gets overlooked. I, I agree. Uh, I, it, it was a weird time for Bond too, in terms of just movie production, because he was fight, like what was dominating cinema at the time. Because well, let me let me collect my thoughts here. In the sixties, Bond is a sixties action hero. Yes. He's quintessentially 60s, like, to the T. Exactly. So when it came to the 80s, and the new action hero was born... Your Stallones, your
1: Schwarzeneggers, exactly. your Willis's.
0: It was hard to fit Bond into that landscape. Yeah. Which they kind of tried with Dalton. Yeah. Dalton was a little more uh, gritty, let's say, in terms of... Because Con- they both him and Connery had that very, like... A little more serious and they're both like rough and tumble. But Connery still had a lot of like levity and aloofness to him. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Dalton, I feel like they tried to go for a little more like, no, this is serious, like action hero stuff. Uh, And I think that's kind of why it gets overlooked is because in the landscape of Schwarzeneggers and Stallones, it it, it wasn't what people were looking for at the time. Nonetheless, I still think he did phenomenal. I love Timothy Dalton.
1: So, so rough and tumble, we got Connery. Yes. Smooth talker, we got Moore. Dalton again, rough and tumble. Rough and tumble, yep. Then we get Pierce Brosnan. Probably the most conscientious of between both of us. Agreed. Because I love the man.
0: I know, I know. But nonetheless, he is definitely on the smooth talking side of the
1: spectrum. Right. He's got, even though he's a terrible spy. Agreed. I would argue. I would like. Tomorrow Never Dies uh-huh. and Goldeneye. Yes, he, the dude fucks up oh, royally, and we have him in a tank. My guy. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. But but yes. Okay. So we get a smooth talking so, Pierce Brosnan and, Bond. Yep. Yeah. And he and again,
0: and not just smooth talking. Like he's probably the most conventionally attractive Bond we've ever had in the series, in terms yeah. of just like if you draw like, a spy character, it looks like Pierce Brosnan. Yes. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like, he just has, like, the jaw, he's got, like, the clean-cut look, he's got all of it. Whereas, like, Connery, like, just by the very nature of being Connery, has this kind of, like, like, he looks like he smells like, like, oil. Like, he looks like he smells like musk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all the time.
1: Uh, whereas, like, Pierce
0: Brosnan The dude doesn't like,
1: need... Z- he needs zero aftershave. Yeah, correct. The aftershave is part of his blood cells. Yeah,
0: meanwhile, like, uh, Pierce Brosnan sweats Dracar Noor. Like, he... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and then they brought us back to... Rough and tumble. Rough and tumble with Danny Craig. Who's your sure. bond, kind of. So he's my bond because he gives me what Sean Connery gave me without me hating him. <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, I think we should kinda just get it out of the way. Sean Connery's Fuck a Sean piece of Connery. yeah. Sean Connery's a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, he like actively campaigns for a woman beating. Right. And like people will try to cover that up saying, no, he was clearly joking. It's like, no, dude, I'm sorry. You don't get like Barbara Walters does not get that heated over a joke. The man was sitting there having discourse with Barbara Walters about how every once in a while you have to put a woman in her place. No. Fuck Sean Connery all around. Nonetheless, he was my bond growing up. Like this was my grandfather's bond. And you didn't know bond. any
1: you didn't exactly. know at the time.
0: Uh so this was and this was my grandfather's bond. So it was his favorite. Mm. So when we get Danny Craig, Danny Craig succeeds in in delivering like believably that he could kick some ass.
1: Let's also talk about the fact that Danny Craig what was it? When when Brosnan left Bond, yes. we had The World is Not Enough, right? and we had Die Another Day, and it was kind of, it was out there. Yeah. It wasn't grounded. You have like these oh, weird yeah. fucking situations that Brosnan, Bond would be in that didn't really make a lot of sense for a human. And just insane tech, too. Yeah, like this isn't fucking Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, what the fuck? But there is something to be said, probably of my favorite of the Craig films, aside from Skyfall, because I really love Skyfall. I love Skyfall. Is Casino Royale, because it really grounds him. Oh, yeah. This isn't a car going fucking underwater. This is him, okay, you got a fucking watch that does fuck all, it tells time, (laughs) and you got a gun with a silencer, and maybe a pen that is a grenade or some shit, I forgot. I don't remember. But still, he grounds the character, and he grounds the situation, and it felt... Very organic.
0: Uh-huh. Absolutely.
1: Which I do see what you mean when, when comparing him to Connery. But the question remains.
0: So what makes a good Bond?
1: What makes a
0: good James Bond? So I know that I said that there's a pattern where there's rough and tumble and charismatic. But nonetheless, through all of them is charisma. Yes. Every single one of them oozes charisma in some way, shape, or form. Connery, you know, uh, was that I, I, I idyllic like sixties smooth talking Burt Reynolds type. You know what I mean? All money Penny. Yeah, like he's got that whole like a man's man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Moore had that like could, like he could talk the panties off a of nun. Right. Like just straight up. So they all like that. I feel like you need that, which is why like I get con- like you know that that's the first thing I look for. When I hear like rumor castings and shit like that,
1: we've heard it all. We've yeah. heard we've we've heard what was it a year ago? Matt
0: Damon is the wildest one I've ever heard. Oh, I,
1: I didn't even hear that shit. The one I heard was Jane Bond. It yeah. was going to become a woman, right? There was also uh, Idris Elba James Bond, right? Which it's a point of contention for some people. Sure, I'm not that affiliated. I'm not that. Touch to the character, right? This isn't making Clark Kent black, sure. This isn't Michael Jordan, B. Jordan, Clark Kent, right? But James Bond does have probably well, that image.
0: Well, the thing is, the reason it doesn't bother me as much is because literally the most we've ever gotten about his life was in Skyfall, right? In terms, in terms and that of, was
1: 23 films, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so there's
0: so many blanks you can fill in there. Where him being black doesn't really matter all of a sudden. Right. But I just hope that they still... Because this is not... Like, Skyfall was not the first time that it's been established that, like, all the Bonds are, in fact, one character. Despite what some people will tell you. Because there is the common theory that, no, they've all actually been different dudes and the name just gets passed around.
1: Right, but Skyfall solidified that for Yes,
0: us. 100%. But even prior movies, uh, I forget, but in Her Majesty's Secret Service... Uh, he gets married. Oh, okay. And in Roger Moore's run, his wife is referenced, so it's clearly the same dude, right? Like by through and through. Uh, nonetheless, the back get, circling back to the question, I feel like charisma is more important than anything else. More important than believably kicking some ass. More believe. You right, need you fill out that 10 on the, spe- on the special Exactly. Major. Yeah, exactly. Your, your, your charisma needs to, you, that that is your pump stat. You're pumping that all the way up to 10, getting all the boosts for it. That's, you need that. Because even aside from his sexual charisma, which has been, you know, a, a feature of the Bond films, right. he himself is just a naturally supposed to be likable. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and you need that, that. That can only come from the actor. That can't come from the script. There, there, There's all of that is on the actor's shoulders So charisma comes first And then for me personally And this is part of where you and I disagree Right I need someone that believably looks like a threat Has more grit Yeah, I, I like a little grit to my bond Someone who like If I look at them, I go I don't want to fuck with that guy like like he's he he's beating someone up in a rugby match like that kind of like look is what I, I i feel fills out the the physical aspects of my bond right and then i think beyond that it needs to be there need, there's a certain level and the, i i like i like when bond is presented this way where bond is presented with a certain level of cold calculated
1: necessity sometimes what do you mean by necessity like in given the situation he'll kill you type yeah of thing? exactly okay and not
0: everyone can pull that off
1: what i'm getting from you yes is you want someone who has like the steamy yes. smoldering yes. glare correct like 100 if you're not out of my way in 0.5 seconds i'm going to kill yes. you With your own (laughs) time. Yes, exactly. Um, So, the question goes to you. What do you (laughs) look for in a Bond? So, you grew up, I imagine, you know, um, your grandfather, like, gave you a steady diet of, uh, like, through the entire back back catalog of Bond films. But I grew up. My first Bond film was in theaters and it was, I think, most kids in our generation was Goldeneye. And of course, we also had the fucking, the amazing fucking video game. Which, uh, it lends itself to kind of like combining both of those worlds. Because I don't remember where the plot of the game ends and the movie ends, so to speak. Sorry, to go into all that, for me... If I could get the look of Dalton uh-huh. with the charisma of Pierce, okay. that's my Bond. Okay. If I can make both of them together. Now that being said, I think Roger Moore is a better Bond than Connery. I do love Connery's movies. Uh-huh. I think they're they're really great plot. From Russia with Love, that's a fucking banger of a movie. Yep. Um, but I do feel while I do enjoy Craig's movies, I do feel like it's missing some of the fun. Okay. But again, I understand where where it's coming from. It's the fuck it's, it's somewhat like, this is a really weird comparison, but it's almost like the Craig Bond movies are Batman in the fucking eighties. Okay. If that makes if you get where I'm coming yeah. from, like like it's such a seriousness. It is. It doesn't allow for room for fun. And he does do jokes. He does do jokes, yeah. but it's almost like a Snyder joke where I just got hit in the fucking gut right. with so much emotion and so much like dark misery that one 30 second joke doesn't isn't enough levity. Whereas Pierce will fucking like uh, pop open the middle container after being run away in skis, and he'll land in his Austin Martin with a blonde next to him and be like, Oh, would you like a little bit of champagne, my dear? Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, Another thing I do also want to commend is that after Connery, the actors have been mostly British because Connery's the only Scot. He's a Scotsman. Uh huh. And Bond, for me, is British as fuck. Pierce Brosnan's Irish. No shit. That's why I love him more. Cause you know I'm all in on the. Uh,
0: oh, almost said it. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna fact check that. But I'm pretty. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan's Irish.
1: That is fucking dope. Uh-huh. All right. All right then. Fuck. Yeah. But Moore is British. Uh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Moore. Moore is essentially more, British. Moore bleeds tea. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's British as fuck. Uh. For me, that's what makes a good Bond, I feel. Because I really like the Dalton movies. I do too. Bro, it had a fucking Cuban actor as the bad guy and we had fucking Grace Jones.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: My guy. Yes. Living daylights, bro. Also, the car underwater, getting, man.
0: Getting us some, getting, uh, some, uh, some melanin in our, in our Bond God rolls. damn right. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but see, so you were talking about the, the, the seriousness. The, the, but the lack hear- of levity. I feel like that's the 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 the, met- the metronome oh, of okay, Bond. Sorry. It's it go it goes from it goes from one extreme and then bends to the other because you had the very like over the top campy campy like sci-fi almost of Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. So it course corrected to this hyper-real grounded
1: gritty low-tech Bond with uh, Danny Craig. That being said Yes I do have a sub question That just came to mind Okay So Yes Lazenby's out <laughs> It's a battle royale In their prime Uh huh Who stands on top And I think it's Dalton
0: No it's Brosnan
1: On top Like if, in a
0: fight With all of them Okay wait What's their access To their tech here Hand to hand Oh
1: no Then it's Craig I was thinking Dalton Really I really do think it's Dalton. I don't Interesting. know. But he does have a lot more plot armor than Craig. Craig gets Just, beat oh, the that, fuck up. That is true. That Craig is get, true. Craig gets beat the fuck up But a lot. he's
0: fighting, like, competent people oh, yeah. versus, like, 80s goons that Dalton's fighting. Yeah, and also,
1: <laughs> like, I think with Connery and Moore, they had very Shatner-foo. Oh, yeah. Like, particularly... Moonraker and... Uh, uh, was it Diamonds Are Forever More? Yes. I want to say? Yes. 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 And he had, like, these fucking judo chop.
0: Fucking, oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: bro, that's not going to work in no. a fight.
0: I'm so sorry. No.
1: Diamonds Are Forever is Connery. Oh, okay. Fuck. What's another movie from Moore? Because the thing is with with Moore. My dad forced me to watch Moonraker like so many times because that was his favorite Bond movie until Goldeneye. Okay. And I watched that on like VHS. For those out there, there was things before streaming. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: Roger Moore, Live and Let Die, A View to Kill, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, Octopussy. For Your Eyes Only, The the Saint, wait, what? No, (laughs) hold on. And The Man with the Golden Gun.
1: Fuck, he was in The Man with the yes, Golden Gun. Yes, he
0: was. That's good. That's prime more. Yeah. I think The Man with the Golden Gun is right up Should there with Should we talk about, like, Moonraker. prime
1: of these actors? Sure. So, we can agree, that's prime I think more. that or
0: Moonraker. Uh, both of those are, are are prime, like... Dalton
1: will be in Living Daylights. For sure. 100%. Connery from Russia with Love or Doctor No?
0: Doctor No. 100% Doctor. Like, Dr. No kind of set the standard for, like... Connery Bond? Not just Connery Bond, but almost for the Bond formula. Like, both with its villain and its interaction with the villain, the whole thing. I think Dr. No set that. So I would say, yeah, for Connery, it's Dr. No. For Lazenby, it's Her Majesty's Secret Service.
1: (laughs) Uh... Brazen, I hate I can't I keep harping back on no, it with Golden, Goldeneye. No, for sure it's his Goldeneye. first outing was his best yeah, outing. A hundred percent and then it was I guess to steal a Paul Anthony Yosses thing, uh diminishing returns yeah.
0: after that. Agreed. Um, and I think the same is true for Danny Craig. I still hold the Casino Royale is his best. I love Skyfall.
1: So do I. That shit, the, the fight at the end in his family's farm yes. is so Excellent. fucking well. Holy shit. No, Sam Mendes not can just fucking that. direct. Oh, yeah.
0: Sam Mendes can direct, and Javier Bardem is legitimately terrifying. Homie does not miss. No. When no, he no. plays a villain, yes. Homie doesn't does not miss. miss. Which was a great, like, reprieve. Or no, I guess, which is, you know, in consideration at the disappointment of Christoph Waltz.
1: <sighs> Fuck, bro. Yeah, dude. Blofeld's super important. Uh-huh. And, like, it's Christoph fucking Waltz, man. Yeah, like, like the, the dude sleeps villainy. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he, in his sleep, he's a villain. Yeah, for sure. And it was... He am- hogs the covers. Yeah. Am- <laughs> Steal all the hot water <laughs> yeah. Put the empty carton back in the fridge uh, uh, Yeah, and it was still a major letdown uh, So no, I, I, I do love Skyfall I do But Casino Royale th- This might be Okay, so here's the thing for me uh, Is also uh, Casino Royale was also a bit of a redemption story Yeah Because technically There's another Bond film what do you mean there's another... What do you mean? Casino Royale in uh, Danny Craig's Casino Royale was not the first Casino Royale.
1: Oh, it's a reboot. Kinda. A requel.
0: Uh, um,
1: so. <laughs> reboot sequel. <laughs> Let me explain. In
0: 1967, they came out with Casino Royale, which was based on Fleming's book, Casino Royale. Technically, not a James Bond book. Oh shit! Technically, so it was made by a different company, as a parody of Bond. Of Bond. Wow! So it's a, so they took the Casino Royale name and made this parody
1: movie, bro. This makes that movie so much better now. Uh huh. Yeah, Be- exactly. Because it's a parody, but they went, oh no, 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 we're gonna fucking make this serious. So, but that's just it. So, but it's a parody based on a real.
0: Bond book like a book that should have been in the bond like lineage but technically wasn't at the time. So it was made by another company not you know, outside of outside of James of the of the standard production of James Bond and it was made as a parody. So when they made Casino Royale again, this was it actually getting its 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 place mm-hmm. of honor among the other Bond films. Now and I understand you why had, you said redemption story. Exactly. And then you had a wonderful, Mads. yeah, a wonderful heel to Craig's face with Mads. Mads Mickelson. Mikkel- Mikkels- Mickelson. Mickelson, right? Yeah. Mads Mickelson just played this
1: horribly hateable villain. So, so we wouldn't be the fan freaks podcast without bringing up something in fan freaks i argue yes. the greatest thread i personally ever <laughs> made <laughs> <What's> <laughs> making... <laughs> oh, fuck, bro! if you can look at all my posts unfortunately there's so many i am sorry about that but there's one post... or just wait it'll come back up in like march of
0: next year or something yeah
1: it keeps coming as soon as more games uh-huh. are made more tabletop games yeah um, it's just ugh, fuck what's Mad's character and fucking um, oh my god now I'm gonna hate myself. Yes, I'm looking it up. Don't hate me. Fuck off.
0: No, it's fucking fine, man.
1: Dude, there's 20 25
0: fucking uh, le, that's right, Le Chief Le Chief. There's I, 25 fucking Bond or 24 as of this recording. Uh, so you know, you cut us some fucking slack.
1: Uh, honestly, I think for the 25th, we should do a tears. I'm down. We should. Obviously, we should marathon it because I need to rewatch a bunch of Oh, them. yeah. Um,
0: but still. I'm going to let you know right now watching a lot of the Connery and some of the more is going to be rough.
1: We oh, can yeah, because they do not hold up. No.
0: A lot of them, no. No, not
1: at all. <laughs> but the post is all about the scene between Lashif and Bond uh, playing poker. But obviously, somebody photoshopped it and took it out. So immediately, we all started putting in like. What if they were playing DC Deck Building right. or fucking I'm Sorry or Monopoly? and I, of Madness. <laughs> yeah. Um, special shout out goes to fucking Michael Medina. He would fucking add so many. Yeah. You added. Uh, Liz Oak added. A bunch of people fucking added to that shit. It was fucking great. It was. I cried when somebody said, it seems I have connected four, Mr. Bond. Uh-huh. I was like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> um roger he did a fucking a dnd one uh fucking oh it seems you have failed to kill the oh, basilisk yep. mr bond yep that is a nat one but all of this
0: comes from Mads, uh, from the chief who was
1: charismatic as fuck in his own it, no it's just vile way it's what mads has is this imposing presence yes and you see that obviously in Hannibal, you see that I was gonna. That's that's the perfect
0: thing to bring up. Like that's like distilled. The uh, no. Well, well, well yeah. I'm saying yes. Yeah, uh, is his his Hannibal? That's what he brings to roles that makes him so awesome.
1: Yeah, it's just his imposing why, like, presence. How does Thor two suck so bad? No, it wasn't. I, it was he was in Strange. Oh, you're right.
0: Who's Thor the, two? Was oh, well, I'm getting myself up. Ninth up, uh, Doctor with, with Eccleston. That's right. Which, again, still, how did Thor 2 suck so bad? Sorry. No, Alan he was Taylor. in Doctor Strange. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, and yeah, he was fine in Doctor Strange, but kind of wasted. Anyway, carry on. I apologize.
1: No, no, no. Uh, the, the point is made um, that Casino Royale, if we were to do it now, it's probably S tier. Uh, uh-huh. But it's, it's really fucking good. And I'm really surprised by that redemption. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But again, you've read the books. Yes. And speaking of which, I think it's time now that we, uh, we've already surmised who would win in the, the Battle Royale. I, uh-huh. I, I'm going to go with my boy Brosnan, uh, maybe Dalton, as second best, possibly. And you're going Craig. Yeah. In, Craig. A, in a fist fight. Uh-huh. Tell us what you guys think, obviously. What makes a good James Bond movie? Okay. What makes the good film? Because you talked earlier about uh Dr. No ironing out that formula, but we kind of see the formula shake up through so many years. This is a yeah. product that's been around for forty fucking years. no dude, it's been around for sixty years, okay, in I was film g- anyway, yeah, and it's been longer than that in the books, yeah, oh yeah, so, so- what 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 how okay I'm fucking uh who owns it united artists i'm united artists james ramos yes make a bond movie no craig how do you do it (laughs) and and let's say let's say for example obviously you have the perfect bond right you have your mix of who oh all of them (laughs) (laughs) uh you went into a lab and you fucking combine them now do you make a grandiose villain after all the Craig movies, like, do you make, like, a like a very pompous villain?
0: So, I wouldn't mind... So, he that's kind of where... Um, shit, what was the second Craig one? Um, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace, I feel, kind of tried to get back to that world threat level, like, villainy. And really dropped the ball in it. It's the worst of the Craig movies. It is. Um... And really dropped the ball. The more literatis-
1: so, no one remembers it exists. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bland movie. It's a Lazenby. It is a la- it's, it's almost a <laughs> Lazenby. Yeah, you're right. But, well, so the problem is, that, no, because the, the thing is, the George Lazenby movie was bad. Her Majesty's Service was a bad movie. But the Quantum of Solace was bland, which for Bond is almost worse. Yeah. Because at least with a bad Bond movie, you can laugh at it and enjoy something of it. Octopussy. Exactly. Octopussy laugh out loud funny. Yes. 100%. Uh, but Quantum of Solace was just bland. It, it like, if you, if you like took the color beige and made it a movie, like that was it. Yeah. And that's, that's the worst thing you could do to a Bond movie. Which
1: is funny because the cover box art is it, all in gray. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay. So. So. I'm making my
0: perfect Bond movie. All right. I don't mind... Sorry, I have to get back to the microphone. Uh, I don't mind going back to that global level threat. Because I do like it when it's Bond saving the world. I like it too. I, I, I'm i here for it. We've had a decent run with Craig doing these very personal stories. Yeah. With, you know, uh, Sky uh, Skyfall especially. It was a very
1: personal... It like, was all against MI6. Yeah. It wasn't... Oh, the whole world's in, exactly. uh, in threat.
0: Uh, so, yeah, let, uh, if I was making a new Bond movie, we're, we, we're passing the Danny Craig era. I've casted Henry Cavill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: there it is, boys uh, and girls, freaks of all
0: ages. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh, yeah. I've cast Henry Cavill, which will be the largest Bond to date. You're right. Uh, I think Timothy Dalton would be the second. I'm not sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Uh... Now I have to
0: look. It okay, up. But fine. But continue. Uh, so, so Cavill, I, I cast Cavill. Uh, it's a global level threat. Uh, I'm gonna try to avoid it being some kind of bioweapon because I don't want to be that topical. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Like I don't want some. Like I don't want the word pandemic in my movie anywhere. Is what I'm saying. Would
1: you do, a la, volcano eruption? Ooh. Like a natural disaster. If I launch a nuke at this specific part in the San Andreas Fault, all the volcanoes in the world are going to e- erupt. Because I'm mad at the world.
0: Hmm. Also... I don't
1: know if the whole holding the world
0: hostage thing really adds up anymore. Dalton is an inch taller than Cavill. I, okay, I thought so. He's a tall dude. He's 6'2". Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway... Uh, where were we? Uh, let's do something with the water supply.
1: Okay. Let's
0: fucking, yeah, let's do some fucking... Mind control. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking something a little more realistic. And like, did you ever see the movie, um... Fuck, it's the Johnny Depp movie where he becomes a computer. Transcendence. Yes, did you ever see the movie Transcendence? No, I heard it was sucked. (sighs) I enjoyed some of the concepts in it. Right. It wasn't delivered well. But some of the concepts in it were really cool, and I liked that. So in the concepts is like, there's these nano machines in the rain at the end of that movie. Oh, spoilers. Sorry for Transcendence. <laughs> uh, but I think it would be cool to have something kind of like that. Where something delivered via weather that either poisons or dries up the
1: world's water supply. So this guy would make money off him owning it. Essentially, yes. Okay. He could he Lufour. like yes,
0: or it would be him and his allies. Whatever country pays the most would have the highest or the best sources of water. Therefore, obviously, making them the economic superpower. Something like that. Something that really can't will rock like could lead us all into Mad Max, like the next sequel. That's what I was thinking, like, oh, shit, this is Mad Max. This is turning into Mad Max, yes. So if Bond fails, he's Mad Max. (laughs) My ideal Bond movie is Mad Max. Uh, No, Uh, so yeah, you get me that global-level threat where it's something like that, something key, something that, you know, people need to survive. Again, let's avoid the, the biological warfare part. Let's hit something like that. And then you need to... Oh, I'm also all here for, like, the Bond girls with agency. Get me another spicy Bond girl. I'm here for it. Right. Love right. it. No
1: fucking Dr. Christmas. No, I'm done with that. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> God, no. <laughs>
0: no. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, get me more spicy Bond girls with, like, sensitive agency and shit. And money penny to have agency. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, definitely something like that. And then, in terms of, like, our villain... I want someone. I want like LeShif with like, uh, uh, like a like a salt bay of campiness. I'd argue, yes. Ralph Fiennes. Oh, yeah. wait! But
1: he's already in. He's in what? Isn't he? He's not a Bond villain. No, but he's in Bond. Oh, yeah, he's, he's the new M. Yeah, he's oh, the new bad. M. My <laughs> Oh, the Jeremy Irons. Ooh. And if we could bring back from the dead Alan Rickman. Jesus. Alan Rickman should have been a Bond villain. Fuck you. Agreed. No, you know what? I've
0: actually changed my mind. Okay. You know what we haven't really, really gotten delivered well? An anti-Bond. An, oh, like a oh, spy versus spy. A spy versus spy. Okay, Sorry, I'm changing
1: my whole movie now. <laughs> All right, we're doing Man from Uncle. Us, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, give me a spy versus spy. I'm still casting uh, Henry Cavill Bond, and give me Idris Elba as the op- as the counter spy.
1: Okay, but what does okay? So MI6 versus who? CIA. Uh. Mm. Ooh, make America the bad guy. I'm here for it. Reignite the Revolutionary War. <laughs> Might as well. Sure. They okay. put they, America puts British people always as a bad guy, and we always put French as the, the lovers. Ooh. Yeah, do that. Make make America. Hey, I feel like we're
0: kind of getting very. We're getting into a lot of really nebulous realms here for the podcast. But
1: what if it's our fucking show? MI6 is the bad guy, and Caval- uh, Bond, doesn't know it. Right. Oh, double cross. Correct. So Ralph Fiennes is still the villain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is your roundabout way to make right. Ralph Fiennes the villain. Yes, Voldemort's the villain
0: again. Uh, and but then you have oh shit, this is Mission Impossible. Oh fuck! <laughs> great, great. God, God damn it! So no, I'm going back to my original <laughs> to my to my global threat idea. But I want a villain who I. Again, since we're doing like that that metronome, like back and forth, let's course correct a little bit from Daniel Craig and inject a little more campiness into our villain again.
1: I would like Cavill to fight, like the female henchman. Mark Strong. Of course, why not? Mark Strong, absolutely. So, Mark Strong. Yes. But he doesn't get his hands dirty. I don't want him to fight. Okay. I want. This is what I'm thinking for your film.
0: Yes. I'm here for it. Listening.
1: Let's have...
0: W- 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 this is the pitch meeting. Go for it.
1: Let's have fucking Ronda Rousey play the heavy. Ugh. But she doesn't talk. You see what I'm saying? I'd, there's I'd, so I'd many want...
0: other female fighters. Okay, give me here. one. Fuck it. Give me Cyborg. Give me, uh, like, literally any other UFC fighter. Obviously not Gina Serrano. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, 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 no. She is forever canceled. For sure. Cyborg, okay. I just what I was thinking for you uh-huh. would be that Mark Strong has this a Mercy Graves. Mark Strong is fucking your Luthor. Make, make the Superman movie, but as a Bond movie. Mark Strong is Luthor and Mercy Graves fights Superman, but it's actually Bond. Fuck it. yeah. Give me like Misha Tate or Amanda Nunez. Oh my anyone. god, Misha Tate's amazing. And yeah, a
0: silent role. Just that. Just the fucking heavy. She doesn't say
1: it. a fucking no. word. Oh, and
0: she cracks dude's heads he- like sure. necks with
1: one hand. I'd love it.
0: I'm here for it. Uh yeah, absolutely. Just literally. Come on, anyone it's your fucking Ronda movie. Ronda there
1: has to be muscular backs. No, yes, I guess. I'm here. <laughs> this is why I'm here for this.
0: It's just anyone but Ronda Rousey is my point. Got it, got it, got it. Um so, yeah, I'm here for that. If we want to keep Mark Strong as just, like, the cerebral antagonist and have, like, a, a, him have a muscle. A brawn. Yeah, I'm here for it.
1: Uh, and then I want... Okay, but where's his secret base? Where's Strong's secret Ooh. base? You could do the Space. Arctic... No. Uh, you could do the Arctic, Oh, my God. Make... Oh,
0: my God. What? Fuck! Make Mark Strong like this universe's version of Jeffrey Bezos.
1: Oh my god, that's great.
0: That's great. <laughs> you could actually have his base be in space, Adrian. Yeah. I mean, it's there. Uh-huh, exactly. We're there, we're there. We that are even... there. Fuck, yes, okay, so that's it. Uh, Mark Strong as
1: Jeremy Bozos. <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, combine Musk and Bezos if you can. Sure. Bezos. Uh, Elon Bezos.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, oh my God. Yeah. So that's it. That that that's the that's the villain. It's, okay. It's, it's the Bond. And basic. you have
1: the heavy. Yes. Um. Oh, so you. So this is what I'm picturing. Uh huh. All right. This is what I'm picturing. I want you to think in your mind's eye. Oh. You and the audience. Uh huh. So he does. Strong does the dramatic turn. Uh huh. In the chair. Yes. Well, Mister Bond, it seems you have found me. Uh uh-huh. You know, blah 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 Uh you can't stop me. This right. is, this is inevitable. Right. And you know, Bond's like, no, I'm gonna stop you, don't worry about it. It's already in the works. Uh-huh. Or some shit, some funny right. thing. But the it's a dome, and you see in the background stars and earth in the uh-huh. blue marble, and there comes Misha Tate, and she just like breaks apart her like fucking Uh, Her shirt its just shirt and suspenders. She breaks apart to have just a tank top and just gets into like a fucking kung fu pose. Ten minutes fighting choreography, breaking apart the whole thing. Sure. And Strong the entire time is getting worried. Progressively worried because Bond is getting the upper hand. Of course, you have the first five minutes. Tate's wrecking him. Fucking destroying Cavill. But you get what I want in space with the background of the stars. The bathroom fight in Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. I want that. Oh. What do really, you think? Really quick, just because, like,
0: speaking of the bathroom fight in Mission Impossible, briefly, or earlier this episode, I talked about in my recents, I saw Free Guy. In Free Guy, I told you that Ryan Reynolds plays Dude. Yeah. A, a buff version of the main character he plays. Dude does the Henry Cavill uh, fist reload.
1: ha, ha, ha.
0: It's like I love that. That's permanently cemented now into the like the, the zeitgeist of like action here, action movies. Anyway, so uh, you like
1: what I'm talking yes,
0: about? Yes, I'm here for it. Now, how does Bond beat the bad guy? He doesn't. He fails. No. He's... I think Bond needs to acknowledge that he's not the smart one. That Jeffrey Nezos uh, Nezos <laughs> uh Elof Nezos. Uh, Is 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 clearly smarter than him. Bond is not that guy. You know who can be the Bond girl. So you have Bond is the
1: distraction. Okay, so that's good. So that's a dude, evil dude, fighting a good girl. Correct. Good guy. Sorry. Good woman. Evil dude. Girl, dude, I don't fucking know. Whatever. In a battle of wits, no, I don't even want him to know what's happening. Oh, it's all a, it's all it's all distraction. Like, I okay. want Cavill
0: to look like he's sorry. <laughs> I want Bond to look. I'm like firmly planted now. Cavill is Bond. Uh, I want Bond to look like he's losing. Okay. So that when uh, Elof, uh Nezos, Nezos. Eloh Nezos has his, you failed. It is over. It's too late! And then he can have his moment of like fuck it. Let's 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 I want to give the movie some like fucking like illusion theme. So he can be like, while well, you were looking here. You should have been looking there. And then he's he like, Yeah, he goes to hit the button and nothing. And that's when fucking whatever Bond girl, like whatever her name is, shows up on the screen and says, Are
1: you Are you good, James? Anya Taylor Joy. Whoa. Yeah, she can do it. Oh yeah, she can do it. She, Queen's Gambit, she can do it. She's a
0: little young to be paired with Cavill though. But they're not hooking up.
1: Okay, they're equals. All right. Cavill's hooking up with Misha Tate at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just Anya and him are bros. And, like, she goes, you're not my type, or some shit like that during the, the meeting of them. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, that's fine, whatever. And then during the fight, you know, Bond's you know, charming Tate. Sure. During the fight. And then towards, you know, obviously he loses. Right. But then, uh, you know, she picks him up, whatever, after Mezos loses. No, I don't think he needs to actually
0: lose, because I think there does need to be a moment there where, like, for him and uh and Anya Taylor-Joy to get out like that's going to be dependent on him right like he's going to be the one that has to go steal the space because he shuttle, has the experience yeah to get them out of there okay so like i think he has to he basically oh so the base blows up yeah oh yeah for sure okay mezos dies yeah yes he's drawing out the uh the fight as long as he can basically just to keep mezos uh complacent right and then, once it's all, like, like it's done Anya's, done, Anya's done and Anya has exceeded, that's when he, you know, pulls out the last bit, like, his, his second win on Tate wins her out, and then they make a run for it. But in the process, he fireman carries Tate out of there. I'm down for that.
1: <laughs> I'm absolutely down for that. Also, I think... Fuck it. Knockout gas. I don't care. Right. <laughs> uh... I think it, it would be a great finale, of course, if you do a little what Craig has done, which is them in bed together and him waking up and seeing, you know, all mm-hmm. the lady and him having a beer and just saying goodbye to Anya Taylor-Joy's whatever sure. fucking, you know, Dr. Joy. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Joy. Fuck it. Uh-huh. Um, I like your script. I like where <laughs> you went. I personally really liked it. Thanks. Fuck, the fact that you casted Cavill. Like, Cavill's so fucking good. <laughs> I know. Man, I don't mm, I don't know if I if I have anybody that's as good for hat. He's British. Except one. Ooh. Now we're going to me, right? This yeah. is me oh, making yeah, yeah. the movie. By the way, we have not prepared. So my movie has
0: flopped. I've been fired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> you succeeded, but you're like, I'm not coming back. You're paying me too little. Okay. So. Oh, I see. And Cavill's like, no, no, no. The, the Warner wants me for Superman again. I
0: tried to write that the villain would win, but the studio stepped in and
1: wouldn't allow it. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, because he wanted to be realistic. Uh-huh. And Superman, fucking, you know, Cavill's like, oh, I gotta be Superman. I have a scheduling conflict. I can't do it because I don't want to steal from you. Okay. Tom Hiddleston. Okay. I've talked, I've talked about him as Bond before. You have. But I have to do this because you, you took the number one draft pick. <laughs> okay. You took fucking Cavill.
0: So Tom is a great, like, Roger Moore style Bond. Right. He would kill that.
1: Right. Okay. And I want him to win by talking. Okay. I, I mean, want a Strange-esque ending. So is You his, know what I mean? Is, is his villain a, a woman? Oh, fuck. Okay, let me get there. Go so on. Sorry, Continue. So, that big, grandiose, moon-based fucking uh-huh. thing, now I have to kind of center it, and I want England to be under attack. I don't okay. want it to be a world threat. I want okay. England to be a threat. Who would be the bad guy? Should it be a Russian? Should it be an American? So, who should it be? The villain? Right. Who has a beef with England, if not the entire fucking world? Right. You know what? They don't. We don't have uh, in, enough. An Indian actress? Yes. Okay. I don't know any.
0: Uh, th- like th- only. I, and I Mia feel- Khalifa.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you didn't watch The Good Place, did you? Uh, no. I don't know whether or not she could believably. Yes, yeah, she could, because she started off that show with being hateable as fuck. Um. I'm trying to remember her name. Uh, Jamila Jamil. Okay.
1: I'm fine with this. I'm fine with casting this Jamila. No, yeah, she could do it. Jamila Jamil. Yes. Now, how she
0: does... And I think she's taller than Tom, which would be funny. <laughs> Carry on. So
1: how she does these these attacks against England. Uh-huh. And they don't know where it's coming from. I want real visceral guerrilla tactics here. Okay. But the old, you know, English keep calm and carry on type uh-huh. of chip chip cheerio type of <laughs> ideal ideology here. Uh-huh. And I also want kind of, I want a gadget to be used. You didn't bring up gadgets.
0: Uh, no, I didn't, I, I didn't get there. Oh, I did. I
1: said it would be the knockout gas. Oh, like in the, in in the, the, watch? the watch? Yeah, it's fing, a classic. Fing. Yeah. So I want him to wear glasses okay. to find out where they're coming from. But the glasses are x-ray. Okay. And they have different forms of x-ray just so you can see how many guns they have. You can see all, all that stuff. I it's classic. I'm fine with it. Oh, we I'm forgot finished. to talk the car. It's, it's uh, for The me it's Bond cars For so. me,
0: it's always an Austin Martin. Like, I, 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 would,
1: I, I can't stand him in a Benz. Or a BMW? No,
0: I, oh, yeah. I, I hate, I hate BMW. What's your color? Oh, man. See, I, I, like, I, I like keeping it classic and silver. Give me a silver or a gunmetal.
1: I wanted a dark green. Ooh, okay. That's what I was thinking. Uh, That's some like, classic Jaguar type color. Right. I'm here for it. Um, so both of us are going Awesome Martin. Yes. And we have two different gadgets that lead us to the, the fight. The fight. What? I was just
0: thinking, if I really wanted to go all camp, the car could also be the space shuttle,
1: because it Eli- has to. Elon it has to. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how he gets back to Earth. Of course, and oh he's my God. and he's drinking champagne on the way. <laughs> he's drink. No, he's drinking a martini on the way. Anyway, carry on. So, I was thinking, it could be in the River Thames. Okay. On a fucking big fucking boat. Okay. This is the final fight? This is the final Uh fight. Should we have the queen? I mean, the queen's a symbol. I want the prime minister. Okay. So the prime minister's there. And the villain is very grandiose. To pay back for everything the Great England has done. to, To usurp and take over everyone. And take over the world. This is retribution, yada, yada, yada. Tom Hiddleston says something funny. The red in the Union Jack is dyed with the blood of my people. Oh, that's a fucking great line, bud. Good on you. (laughs) Fucking Tom Hiddleston says, My dear, uh, the red could be taken out with some tide. You know, get some fucking fucking product placement in this shit. Uh, This is my fucking movie. Um, So, Tom Hiddleston fights through the henchmen. And then convinces her uh-huh. your anger is misplaced, you could do better. Uh-huh. And blah 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 blah. They talk, they have a witty repartee. Right. Knocks her out with a judo chop. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Once he realizes she's not changing her mind, knocks her out with a judo chop. Uh-huh. But then how does this facilitate the our, the ending? Oh fuck, like, I need a bond girl. Uh.
0: Well, that's I kinda thought she was gonna end up being the bond girl. But, but uh, she's
1: the villain. I, need, I wanted exactly. her as a villain. I can't make her the Bond girl. Really? Why not? Well, yeah, why not? Bond would fuck his enemy. You're damn and, right he would. And in more ways than one he has. That's right. Okay, so no judo chop. They just end up fucking right on the boat. <laughs> in front of the Prime Minister.
0: I was thinking there's an after credit scene.
1: Oh, okay. She so, gets caught. Like so he, he, does he does win. He does win. He does win. So she's, you can do the she's du- in she's in handcuffs. Yes. She's in handcuffs and uh you know, great work, Bond. You have saved, you know, uh, fucking the motherland. Uh-huh. what what do they call it? Uh, I don't know, man. You've saved our kingdom. Uh, sure. Whatever. Um and he's like, Here, here, you know, <laughs> let me get a martini. Uh-huh chip chip chir um, chip chip <laughs> uh, uh, for, so any,
0: uh, for any freaks who might be listening for the, from the
1: UK, we're sorry. <laughs> no, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, what happens? The conjugal visit. The con- <laughs> sh- No. I was actually thinking uh-huh. she breaks out and finds out where he is. Okay. And she's like, you know... I think you have a point. And I really wanted to entertain more of this meeting in the minds idea that you had. Mm -hmm. Of course, she's shown in a fucking elegant, nice little skimpy dress. Because
0: you got to have it above the knees. right?
1: You know. And Tom's like, well, come in, my dear. And he doesn't snitch her out. They fuck. She goes away.
0: There's another point I'd like to make. Oh, yeah. And there you go.
1: Several, if I (laughs) am 69 of them.
0: (laughs) Jesus. All right. That's a little on the nose,
1: Adrian. But hold on. Uh Uh-huh. Nice. We forgot to say it. You're right. Uh, overall, my film's gonna flop hard. (laughs) But I think I have a future at, uh... At Happy Madison Pictures with Adam Sandler. Just start doing Adam Sandler parody Bond films. Uh... But overall, I think more or less what we really want from a Bond film, obviously we, w- we want to see No Time to Kill. We want to see... We're fine with seeing more Craig. We just love James Bond, and we also feel that the character is going through necessary growth now. And it's, nece- sure. and it's necessary to keep it going. I don't necessarily recommend going back and seeing all the old movies because they kind of, uh Uh particularly Connery and more, but it would be well within, you know, your right to understand that it was a different time and it's good to see kind of how we've grown as a society and how we've deemed what's acceptable and what's not. And how we really uh, understood as a movie watching audience, this is okay and this is not. And I think that it's teachable. Yes. It, you have to know, okay, we went from the shitter, we're going to somewhere good. And I think that's something we can take away from this, from the history of Bond. And the one thing you can take away from this podcast today he said, Henry Cavill should be James Bond. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, really quick, only because I'd be remiss to not talk about this before we end the James Bond podcast. Right. Um, if you really want to watch a James Bond movie and laugh, I highly recommend watching some of the OSS 117 films. Have you ever seen these? No, I haven't even heard of this. Okay, shit. so this is, these are French films. Oh my god, of course. Made as James Bond parodies. But you gotta. The French have
1: to take the piss Speci- out of the English. Oh
0: yeah, no, for sure. Uh, specifically, uh, OSS-117 Cairo, Nest of Spies. Oh my god. So good. With that and fucking name. Lost in, and OSS-117 Lost in Rio. Both great. I haven't seen the latest one yet, with uh, Africa with Love. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But truly, these films are a joy. They've been making them for forever. Go watch them if you're if you want to watch something Bond that's not quite Bond. That being said, what we've arrived here at the end at the end of this podcast is Bond is so fluid and so. It's it's ingrained in it's ingrained in society to the point where you could say it is statuesque and it's you know in the large place that it holds in pop culture. But in order for Bond to succeed, and it's done a good job of this, it needs to change with the times. Right. And for those Bond and those of you out there who are Bond fans, Bond fans, we encourage you to be like Bond films. Don't be stuck in your hashtag not my bond ways. Get that out of your brain, because I promise you, the only way this this series that we all love has any kind of a future is if it keeps changing with the times. Never be sedentary. Exactly. Never be sedentary, because hashtag never be sedentary. Sure, <laughs> because if you if a if a, a series like Bond cannot survive as long as it has by just being like archaic, basically. Like, it can't stay dated It needs to keep It needs to stay up to date It mm. has to And in order for it to do that You need to open your mind To the possibilities that Bond can provide So when casting shit comes out guys Everyone relax At the end of the day Our love for Bond does Has nothing to do with skin color It has to do with the cut of his jib da,
1: da, 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 da. <laughs>
0: That sounded like the X-Men theme song Sorry <laughs> <laughs> That being said, freaks, please let us know on our social media what are some of your favorite Bond films and actors. Right. You can hit us up at our on our Twitter or our Facebook group. That's F A N F R E K S. You can find me on Twitter at Doctor. That's D R
1: Rude M D. And you can find me at Adrian Doodliness on Twitter as well. I also want to ask, who would you want to be Bond? Yes. Yeah, yes. just give us bond stuff. Just yeah. tell us also I think our
0: brains are stuck on Henry Cavill so we can't see anyone pass his beautiful ch- uh, jaw. Right. So help us remember that other
1: people exist. Who would you cast as Bond? Also I I'd, I'd like I'd like to point out originally while you were talking I yes. was thinking the villain could have been Gary Oldman. Ooh. But I don't know if Gary Oldman is playing me t- pitching the movie. <laughs> And making me say him so he could get another role. Because that's how, that's how good he is. Yes, he could be playing anybody. He could be one of us right He's now. He's Molly right now.
0: He's puppy rude. <laughs> oh, that being said, let's go ahead and wrap up by shouting out to some of my favorite people. Uh, our, I'm going to go ahead and shout out to our Hunt boys, which I know listen every week. And I cannot thank you guys enough. Justin, Jeff, Scott, thank you guys so much. Uh, my D and D people, thank you guys so much for listening in. Dante, my sister Cheyenne, love them so much. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, uh, in in representative of of uh, of uh, Bone King who's not here, I will continue to steal some of his boners. Uh, <laughs> Beefy and Tara, thank you guys so much.
1: Nice. Um, is that it for your shoutouts? For now. Okay. Because <laughs> you're gonna remember uh-huh. one. Uh, our resident Zatanna Zatara. Yes. L- Lindsay misleading, who personally messaged me. Oh. Because she's like, oh, you don't know enough about musicals? I'ma learn ya. Yeah, I'm gonna teach you some shit. I was like, good lord. Wait, will she be on the show? Sh- we should. We I want her on the show. She I needs- want to do a musicals episode. Yeah, remember, you wanted to do a Freaky Five musicals. Yes. Um... Uh, sincerely from the bottom of my heart Fuck you to Jesus Valentine right. um, uh, Shout out to a, f- a freak A loyal freak Nicholas Euretic. Both him and Justin Are asking me Hey talk wrestling yep. We're both wrestling fans That means I have to watch fucking SummerSlam this Sunday God damn it So you, you, might, you, you might see some more of that content In the future folks uh yeah, I mean, th- th- don't get it twisted. James did watch back in the day. He he, he was known to pull a Jeff Hardy now and then. <laughs> uh, our 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 sister podcast, almost fucking Robot Stone Age. Cody, CJ, Kaylani, the Robot Stone Age crew. Yep. Much love to you guys. Uh, I just listened to one of their most recent shows. They're really getting good on the on the fucking qu- quality but they beat us in how, like, they're quick. Oh, yeah. We fucking take three hours to get to the point. Oh, yeah, for Uh, sure. Also, a boy boy of ours, both of us, who we play 76 with, is also listening. Paul Fusek, he's been listening. And uh, I think on that note... Oh, I know some of the fucking guys. Go uh, for it. Some of the boners. Uh Uh-huh. Von Condersmite. Uh screechy kai cj the dj uh lindsey misleading Lindsay misleading i said first oh okay uh oh, that's right. our you're right, Zatar. Right, Zatar. yeah you're right uh but i'm sorry i don't have his fucking list i'm sorry guys
0: we're sorry boners but nonetheless thank you guys so much for listening we greatly appreciate it right and uh and with that we'll see you later freaks Pierce Brosnan, (laughs) is he's 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 got he looks like he's made of porcelain. Wait, why why are you attacking my boy? Because we didn't get into it on the show, and we should have. (laughs) All right, he like no part like he looks like he's afraid of ruining his manicure. Which don't get me wrong, I'm not shaming anyone who gets a manicure. My you've gotten yours, I have, but nonetheless, but I like I wouldn't want to see me as Bond. I don't think you're giving him enough credit. I don't, I, no part
1: of me is afraid of Pierce Brosnan. Let me put you that way. (laughs) I, but I don't see Bon as something to be afraid of. I want to see him as a guy that I could have a drink with. That's, that's the thing that, that troubles me. I want to hang out with him. I don't want to fucking get scared. See, I don't know
0: if I want to hang out with any Bon. Like, that's, 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 I kind of.